0: Blood Talk Radio
1: Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am super, super excited for the show today. We uh, first off, we've got a whole brand new week. We're starting. Um, we've been starting things. Although I say this, I say this now that I think about it. I've been. Uh, we've been trying to start the show the, the weeks off on Tuesdays, um, just so I have a uh, Mondays to kind of. Finish up what I didn't get finished on the weekend, and um, yeah, so that's what we're doing from now on, with the exception of next week, because, you know, um, we have a machine, we need a, we have a monkey wrench, why not throw it in it? No, I'm kidding. Um, it's just the way it worked out. Anyhow, today is fantastic. We've got a, uh, a returning guest who is just one of my favorite people in the entire wide world of um, both rock music and just the regular world. And uh, today's episode is, uh, I should mention before we uh, get going here, is officially sponsored by the fantastic website uh, www.metalbabemayhem.com. Metal Babe Mayhem. Um, you get all kinds of cool stuff over there, from clothing to jewelry to stickers. They got everything over there. They got, they got all kinds of cool stuff. And if you want to be really cool like me, get their cool – they've got the skeletal hand – um, bottle opener and uh, it's, it has a proud place right on my bar and it's always a conversation starter so it's fantastic I love mine and I'm sure you will love yours as well uh, but they got all kinds of cool stuff over there well, anyway our guest is uh, who's brought to us by metalbabemayhem.com some of my favorite people in the entire world Miss um, Susie Wilson lead vocalist and you know just rocker of Susie and the Substitutes. Susie, how are you?
2: I'm great. How are
1: you? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Now you're, if memory serves, and forgive me if I mess this up. You're in Texas, right? Mm. Houston, one of my favorite towns. You get into a lot of trouble in Houston back in the day. Used to go to a nightclub <laughs> there called Numbers. Yeah,
0: it's.
2: It... Yeah. It's easy to get
1: into trouble here. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Back in my when I was single and wolfing around, it was easy for me to do. Um, You know, I think I had a PhD in getting into trouble. Bad. Fortunately, you know, I've settled down now, so it is uh, much more relaxed, a lot less stressful. You know, pretty great. (laughs) Anyhow. Now, Sissy, you got an interesting story. You grew up in Mississippi, though, right? Little tiny town. Wow. Yes. Now, were you like singing in church and and around town, or just always singing, or what made you decide? (laughs) When did you realize that you know rock star is what I want to be doing and what I'm going to do?
2: Oh, I don't even know. I mean, I I remember my parents bought me my. First record player Because that's how old I am When I was about five years old So that I would stay out of Their records and their stereo It didn't work (laughs) That's awesome uh, And I Always loved singing along To all the songs And you know Anywhere Anybody would let me sing I sang There weren't a lot of opportunities like you said, church was was one. We actually right.
0: a bunch Why of my friends
2: room? put Mississippi put together, South, you know. All right. <laughs> Could've been in a barbecue. Kind of
0: together,
2: yeah. My friends and I kinda of put together a group that um sang at at churches but like it was okay, Mississippi's a little bit behind everything, so coffee houses gotcha. and things That were kind of big as a holdover from the 60s and the early 70s, and they would have these things on Sunday night at the various churches in town. So we would go and and sing at those different things. We kind of put that together.
0: Well, you know,
1: it's a a big place to meet. Um, You know, you move some chairs. Or pews, whatever the case may be, and you got a dance floor and you work with what you got. Susie, I understand. I understand. When I was a kid, I grew up in Detroit, and um, I remember one of the first nightclubs I went to was an abandoned bank. It wasn't like people were thinking, oh, it was a nightclub, you know, with working power. No, they had used jumper cables on the power line to the building, it was that underground. Yeah. So you got to dance whenever you can. I get it, you know. Nothing wrong with yeah. that.
2: Well, and it didn't help that the county I grew up in was a dry county, so you couldn't no. buy alcohol. There were no bars. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Well, yeah, you know, that's. I hear you. I hear you. It's weird. I think the weirdest dry place, I've, oh, it just wasn't necessarily dry. I remember I was visiting a friend of mine in Cincinnati years back, and I, you know, just we were having some people over. And so, I don't know, we were at the grocery store. I couldn't believe they were selling liquor in the grocery store. I'd never seen that before. Um, yeah, but I was glad they were. I bought a bottle of vodka, took it home, you know, we were getting ready for the uh, people to come over. I put the vodka in the freezer and then when everybody showed up, I went to take it out to, you know, make some drinks and it was frozen. I'm like, vodka isn't supposed to freeze. Um, yeah, and so uh, uh, unbeknownst to me, apparently in Cincinnati they had something where it's all reduced liquor in Ohio or something like that. You have to go across yeah. the bridge to Kentucky to get
2: – Yeah, it was a weird
1: thing.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: You know, I, well, then I later – I was at a different party a few days later, and I saw people drinking vodka like it was a, a Heineken or something. I'm like, they're drinking that vodka right out of the box. And I'm like, oh, that's right it's, it's real watered down. Yeah. Still face there. Still face that. Come on, make a drink or something. Anyhow, anyhow, so you were playing around town and everything. How did you wind up in Houston? There has to be a boy or a girl, I don't know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. What happened? Um, well, my husband got a job offer in Houston, so <sighs> we moved here. And the first time we moved here was in 1980. Okay. He drug kicking and screaming back to Mississippi in about eighty six, and we were there till mm. about ninety three, and we've been wow. back ever ex- since. <laughs>
1: nice, nice. Now is he in the music business as well, or is he in a different business not entirely,
2: at or all. what? <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. Not not musical one little bit. We're we're kind of polar opposite. So. I got gotcha. I got gotcha.
1: Sometimes that works. <laughs> Sometimes that works real well, you know. Um, yeah. I I some of the people I I know somebody I'm thinking of right now has been married 45 years, and yeah, they're the same way. Um <laughs> yeah. But they never argue about anything, at least that I know. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's none of that uh, overlap. Uh that's cool. That's cool. Well, he's got to get a kick. He's got to get a kick to his little ladies, you know. Belting it out and everything, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: I I have
1: hopes anyway. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm sure,
1: I'm sure he's there at every show. At every show, now, Susie, I don't know if you're aware, but we, um, you've got uh, some new music out and whatnot, and um. You know, there was this little thing uh, where the world shut down called the global pandemic and everything. Was this new music made during that, or had you had this on the back burner for a minute?
2: Actually, it was made during that. What had happened was right before the pandemic is when we released the last EP, and our plan Mm. had been to start working on putting together an actual – band that could play live shows. And, of course, the pandemic hit, so there went that idea. So (laughs) we're sitting around going, well, why don't we write some stuff and record? And the the one good thing, I guess, about the pandemic was that there were a lot of musicians at home. And Mm. so... My um, my friend and mentor Joe Vitale was uh, was available to work on some songs with us, and we also had um, the fretless monster Tony Franklin was also available, and we had a drummer who I am not allowed to name who was also available. So we mm. um, got had a had a pretty good group that we could work with and I think we came out with some good songs out of it. And now we're back to trying to put put together a band. So we'll we'll we're not being real successful in Houston anyway, but we may we may try in Dallas instead. And I just found out today that I do have one together for LA to play Christmas this summer. So not that good that it together.
1: (laughs) Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it is so hard. And I'm not in the music business. I have just, my whole life have hung out with people who are. And, you know, they throw the best parties. Always have. Always have, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Anyway, um, so I've seen a lot of this uh, as an outsider, looking in and whatnot. But the thing with the, the, the big stepping block in the majority of bands, at least the ones I've known um, is like, you'll get a good drummer or or whatever, uh, you know, a good xylophone play. doesn't matter. Um, You know, and that cat, that guy or gal is in five other bands also because they have to keep working. They got to, you know, put food on the table. And then you're like, okay, well, we're going on tour. And at the same time, those five other bands are saying the same type of thing. So they're pulled in many directions. Yeah. And it, it's hard to, I mean, the, the really the stars have to align. You know, everything has to be just in place um, for that to happen. And a lot of people outside the music business, I don't think, realize that. When you go see a little band, you know, it's your favorite drinking hole or whatever. And, you know, they could even be for, you know, a couple hours away or something like that. It took a lot of logistical organization for that to happen, you know. Yeah. And it's a thankless job. People just take it for granted, and um, you know, as they should. They don't have to be entertained. They don't want to know all, how all the sausage is made. But you know, I get it. But it's really um, good. You got. That's why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, to support music. You know, go to these events. Go to these venues. Check out. Take your guy or gal out, you know, have a good time. It's, it's worth it, man. It's worth it. In my opinion, you know. Susie, you've been doing this a while now, um, and you've been so good at it. Um, you know, it never changes, right? It just always it's just making yes. music part of it, right?
2: Yes. It gets harder to find the time to make the music because they're so you- – you know, nowadays, everybody's an independent artist, so you've got to handle all the business side of it, too. So right. sometimes that, kind of, that all kind of takes over, and and it's like, um, um, when, do I have time to go write a song and, and uh, record it?
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I tell people this all the time, and I'm in the art world. You would think the art world would be even, you know, easy-peasy compared to the music world. No, no. I still my big thing. I always say I need to find me a teenage girl with a cell phone to handle all the social media stuff because
2: man, man that takes that, up a that,
1: lot of time.
2: That you is know the number one thing because I do have. Well, she's now out of college, but I do have a college girl because I I can do Facebook, you know, scheduling and all that stuff. But then you added Instagram into the mix, and I'm like, I don't oh, understand, it and I don't <laughs> want to spend the time to understand it. So I got somebody who did, and she, fortunately, she's also a female rock singer and writer. Right. So, so she's busy. She, so she, well, she understands, you know, the business, so she understands and is really good at at doing posts for me because they're very similar to posts she would do for herself. So oh, that's
0: that fantastic. Happens.
2: Well, you know, yeah, if I, don't, it's, I don't it's know crazy. if I had somebody that was, you know, a pharma, you know, oh, works yeah. in a drug order or something, if they would get it as much about I mean, they'd get the social media side of it, but I don't know if they'd get the what kind of things I need to be posting about side of it?
1: Exactly, exactly. Be so fighting with somebody about uh, politics or something you don't want on there. Um, yeah, and that's the big fear. I tell you, Susie, you make a great point. I'm I'm an old man. I'm an old man, folks. It's very <laughs> true. I own it. I admit it. I took the time. I was a I was a whiz with Facebook. Or not Facebook, MySpace. Yeah, I'm so I'm old, so yeah. old, I forgot what it was called Um, I was great in back in the MySpace days with it and then it went away. And that's useless knowledge now. That's <laughs> taken off in my Well, Actually MySpace
2: no. MySpace is still there and there's still people that actually use it, but really back in those days. Yeah, I, I it, didn't it, even know. It, it, still around. I keep trying to start a movement to go back to MySpace, but so far oh, I'm not I think having a lot of space. I, space I, I would sign me up ridiculous.
1: for it. <laughs> sign me up. I had a great MySpace page, man. I man, I had a little, it was a slot machine with like little pictures of me on it, you know, a set of cherries that spun around. It was great. You didn't win anything other than bragging rights, but I liked it. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. I had a they video had game time. where I was flying through a nightclub Shooting aliens. It was
2: great. Uh, but yeah, it was, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm, I'm still laughing just at you boring. being old because you're young compared to me.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what it is, Susie? This is what I tell everybody I, I, it's the it's the mileage, not the age. <laughs> you
0: know, that's I'm just,
1: I, You know, when I was a kid, I remember being a kid and I was like, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to do all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I've done a lot of it. But the thing is, is what I never realized is how constantly, consistently tired I am. My wife, who's a little younger than me, is amazed. She's like, you can sit down and we'll watch a movie on the TV and you can fall asleep in like two minutes. You just, you can sleep anyway. I'm like, yes, because I'm constantly tired. Yep. That's the secret. (laughs) Um, I am (laughs) just constantly, you know, and everybody's like, why don't you sleep more? And I'm like, I can't. I try. I try. I mean, I could take pills maybe or something, but I don't want to get hooked on nothing, you know? Yeah. And I will say, between you and me, and Susie, you know, I used to live a pretty fast life. I got to say, seven hours of sleep is like scoring a bump in a bathroom. I feel the same way about it. I'm excited. <laughs> I want more. Um, you know, it rarely happens. Yep. It checks all the boxes. Oh, man. dot j a m i e r o x x dot u s.
3: Metal Babe
4: Mayhem networking
0: and more. Metal Bay Man is
4: taking over the, over the world one shirt at a time. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.l-o-v-e-s-h-a-c-k-a-p-o-t-h-e-c-a-r-y.com, as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. from Lahore to Miami to London, us.
1: Anyhow, now we've got four tracks we're going to play, and um, these are fantastic. I've been playing the Ordinary Me because I like the video on it, and um, and 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 to be honest, I went to your um, your YouTube page and it was featured, and I said, well, that's the one. I should be pr- promoting because they're promoing it, right? And um, so I've been promo-ing it. I love it. I love it. We've got that. We've got a pardon me, a couple of others. But before we play those, I want to let people know, folks. We have links up to Susie and the Su- Substitutes, com. That's their website. We've also got their speaking on social media, their Instagram, Facebook. Um, there's a link tree up and the YouTube link. All these are up, and you can click on them and go there and like and share. It's amazing. Um, Very, very cool. And Susie, I I could just kiss you. She's so smart, everybody. And I only bring this up, not to embarrass her or anything like that, but because I know there's young, new bands out there. Susie took the time to find something that matches all of her... uh, all of her uh, social media. Susie in the subs. You pop that in, there you go. You're there. I know so many people that have bands and everything is different. And Instagram is like one, two, three, XY. I'm like, what is that about? What, what you know, don't do that. Do what be like Susie. Be smart. Find something that all it looks so
2: much neater. All I'm all I'm saying. Yeah. I just I just finished because my first EP was was, was released under my name, then the, mm. the second one was under just Susie, and it turned out that one of my distributors had my music on somebody in Spain's YouTube topic because mm. they had the same name. And I was having trouble finding my stuff, and I was like, if I'm having trouble finding it then other people are having trouble finding it. So we recently, well, we changed the name again to be Susie and the Substitutes. And then I have been working on getting everything moved to one distributor and all under the new name. And finally, all of my music on Spotify is in one place.
1: Nice.
2: So you don't. Go hunt for three different artists anymore, and hopefully right. the rest of, rest of all the thousands of places you can find me is the same way.
1: I'm telling you, when you when you're prolific, folks, and you put a lot of work out, that it can get it can get away from you. Uh, believe me, I know. I know. I had the same problem with old paintings I painted, and. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a nightmare to get all that stuff. And not only that, you have to pay to store all that place. You know, if you have
0: a bunch, yeah. you got
1: to send a check. It's terrible. It's terrible. People have yeah. no idea. They're, they're like, oh, at least in my case, they probably think this about you too, Susie. They say, oh, she just sits around in the studio all day making music and drinking martinis. and You know, they, everybody seems to think that's all I do. You know, sit around in the studio painting paintings. Lighting cigars with $100 bills. Yeah, that's, that is not my <laughs> life, ladies and gentlemen. I wish it was. But no, I don't. I wouldn't change anything. I, I, I bitch about it, but I love it, you know? Um, anyhow. And plus, I'm really bad at delivering pizzas, because so, I would eat them all. Anyhow, yeah. let's play a track. We've got Ordinary Me. We've got
2: "Lies,"
1: Breathe, and The Best Revenge. What should we start with, Susie?
2: Um, I'll let you pick.
1: Do you Do you want to go with Ordinary Me first? Sure. Or do you want to wait? Say again. Yes. We can do that one. Okay. Well, it's at the top of the list, so here we go. Folks, I really dig this. Well, you know what? I'm going to play it, then we'll talk about it. Here it is. This is Susie and yeah. the Substitute's Ordinary Me. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, what a track! I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, you know, like I said, I've been playing that all week uh, long. If you haven't seen the video, it, it's on my website, uh, com. If you go there, you can watch it. You can go to YouTube, just put in Susie and the Substitutes. Ordinary Me pops up, or just go to click on the link we have up for Susie and the Substitutes on their uh, YouTube page right there. Uh, it's fantastic. Susie, I really like that one. I really like it.
2: Thank you. We have, we have to yeah. thank my friend Stephen Talbot because he wrote the original version of it, and I I he posted a thing of him doing it, and I commented on it, and he said, well, I tried to give you that song, and you wouldn't take it, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And it turns out he had mentioned to me he had a song, but he never played it for me. I'm like, why didn't you play it for me? This is an awesome song. So I kind of threw it in a blender and topped it all up and put it back together again. And my, my yep. ride-or-die Norman, who's hanging around in the background somewhere.
1: Uh, yeah, we're well, bringing him on in a second.
2: And there we have it.
1: It's fantastic. You guys did a hell of a job on it. Hell of a job. Hey, and speaking of Norman, here he is, folks. Norman, how are you? Yep.
3: Sorry, I had to cheer for myself. <laughs> I need to get that sound back. I need to get it. Oh my gosh! I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Ah,
1: doing great. Doing great. Susie, doing okay?
2: Yeah, I'm doing great.
3: Awesome. Yeah, I, I, need to, I need to call in. I, I had I had a few minutes. I need to call in and shake this show up, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We're trying, Norman. We're trying. <laughs> hey, real
1: quick, bomb. tell Go everybody on.
2: Norman's all—he's always a troublemaker. <laughs> Norman, Norman, man, I'm telling you,
1: I'm telling you, Norman. How did you and Susie meet?
3: You guys met at a at a camp or something, right? No, um, right, one time at band camp, uh, Susie and I met. Um, <laughs> no, we no, met no one at of those walking little shows, show, I thought. Oh, was right? it a show? No, 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 no. We actually met um, my one of my bands uh, was. Touring uh, through Houston at the time, I want to say um, no, actually in L.A. Sorry, forgive me. I think we met at crew fest yeah, Fest. was I was gonna LA. say yeah. um, I
2: don't know what story you're telling.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking of hey man, well I got a long line of the ladies, you know what I'm saying. So no, mm-hmm. so, um, it was crew fest. <laughs> actually, I have a really I have a really horrible memory and a timeline at that. Um, but yeah, we met at crew fest. Um, you know, and o- over the course of time, we had just you know met at different shows at Houston, you know, talking on the interwebs, you know, Susie was so just incredibly supportive of, you know, music and things that I was doing, and she had told me, you know, hey, you know, I rock out too, and I'm like, get out, no way, she had given me a CD and some covers, and, you know, she had told me about her project, and she was looking for someone to work on stuff, and I'd heard it, and I was like, you know, I'm the dude for this job, now, by no means am I a Bob Rock or a Michael Wagner or anybody, but I just knew mm-hmm. um, that, that I would be able to do it and that I'd be in there for the marathon, you know, um, because I thought the project needed to go somewhere. I could, I could see where she was, like, you know, feel, feeling stuck. And, you know, one of the things that I know that I, I'm really good at is being able to get someone kind of stuck out of it. You know, I, I can ignite the fire. I can make you the right kind of angry I can make you the right kind <laughs> of whatever. and uh, you know, and then be friends afterward. Like, hey, see, told totally. you, I just needed to get that out of you. Um, who I love in the yep. salt cream. So. Well, what um, What
2: actually happened was that I had come to the conclusion that I am not good at finding people to good people to work with because I had just mm. spent about six years with six of the absolute worst. <sighs> People possible to work with and I was like I finally got that that project off the ground as you know done and I'm like okay I I messaged Norman and another friend and I'm like I trust you guys I need you to find me somebody I can work with that I can trust That's a good person well my other friend gave me the name of somebody but they were too busy they didn't have time and then he gave me another name, and that guy said, "No, you need to be working with the guy that was too busy." And Norman wouldn't ever give me anybody's name. He kept telling mm-hmm. me that he was the person, and I kept going, right. Right. "I kept going, you're right, but you're too busy." Because, as you mentioned earlier, he was in a bunch of bands and had a had his own business and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, "You're not gonna have gotta time." Gotta keep it hustle going. Well, yeah. he finally talked. He finally talked me into it, and I now admit that both of us were right. That he yeah, was the right person, right. but I was right because he's too busy. So <laughs> it takes us a long time to get these things done. <laughs> well,
0: that's okay, you know, though. but it
2: was but done, right. done right. makes him beautiful. Yeah, but you know. I, exactly. I working with anybody else. Oh, no, that's amazing. That's, we. we We've gotten to the point where we finish each other's sentences and I'll start telling him what I'm thinking about for, you know, how I want the song to sound. And he's already playing it before I'm even finished telling him what I'm thinking. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength. And then we've got some other other good people that work with us on it. and So oh, it's, things are going
0: much better.
3: Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it's, a, it's a it's a match made in hell and heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: made somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where.
3: <laughs> and, and somewhere in between as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was supposed to oh, be that... a match made in heaven. No, um, we we are great together. I mean, we just we have a chemistry. Okay, sure we have a connection. I knew I could bring that to the table for her. Uh, in a lot of ways that even from, you know, my own experiences with my bands and being signed to record labels and, you know, dealing with managers and agents and all of that stuff. And I, and I know that oh, was yeah. something, you know, th- that's really missing in the, in the industry um, as a whole, you know, and also seeing, you know, the industry evolve in the, in the new model and the new industry change. And so just as a producer in general, like for me, it was like, you know, I want to be able to provide something that is a little different than normal. Um, and, and it takes that. Mm-hmm. You have to really immerse yourself. You have to fully immerse yourself in a project. You have to really, you know, become the fabric, you know, of each other's lives to a certain degree. Because you got to understand it, you know. It, it's not just about
0: mm-hmm. write
3: this song, let's make this hit, let's do this and that. We've got to understand who the artist is about, you know. And we did. I feel like, you know, just even between the previous release and, and the new release, uh, the new releases, excuse me, um, the, the game just got raced. And it just got raised simply because it was like we we had now spent a lot of time with each other. You know, I know Susie's quirks. I know the stuff she isn't going to like, which saves me a lot of time because I'm like, I don't even have to run this by her. I know she's not going to like it. Um, then there's also other stuff, which like Ordinary Me was a track that I was like, I need you to be in this new realm. I know you're going to hate it. But once you hear it and you kind of see it, you know, and I, and I did it in a reverse kind of way where I tracked her vocals. And then I was like, <laughs> now I can show her my idea because I already have the <laughs> vocals, right? And it really gave the, the song a different vibe. But <laughs> my goal was to start bringing dimension to Susie as an artist, for one. My goal was to build songs around Susie's vocals because to me, it's not, you know, it's Susie and the substitutes, but it's Susie first. And I think right. what's really going to compliment her is building around her vocals. And then while building around her vocal trying to push her to another level as well. So it's not just sitting in the same realm. It's like, hey, let's do something different. Let's try something different. Let's, you know, I knew that she could do it, and I knew that it would bring just, you know, a a different flavor to everything. So with Ordinary Me, that was one of the big things that we did. And, I mean, you can hear it from, you know, the way the song was written to the way it's recorded, produced, and presented. It was like we, we needed to have different things. I wanted Susie to have those things. Susie fucking rocks, but I want to have Absolutely. all kinds of rocks around her, you know, because to me, she's a multi-dimensional person, so I think that the music needs to be able to reflect that on all levels, you know, she's not, you know, you a know, one-and-done situation to me, and it was going to take some time, you know, and where other people might get frustrated that it's going to take some time, I'm like, it doesn't matter to me, because it's like, what it's about, you know, what's the race that we're having here at this point, you know, it's like, Let's let's run this marathon, you know, for as long as it needs to go and make it as awesome as it needs to be. And so we get to convey and tell the story that we're trying to tell. And I think we're just now getting there, if you ask me. Like, now we're on fire. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And, folks, if you're in the business, find a producer like that that gets you, um, that isn't just trying to do what they want to do, but is is trying to work with you. (laughs) Yeah, no makes What's all the
2: difference, man. Well, all the well, difference. He'll, he'll, he'll tell you that I'd I I'd be showing him the door if that was the case.
3: <laughs> right. And she'd right. tell you that I'd be shutting the door going, look, all right?
4: <laughs>
3: yep. you got you yep. to be willing to put up the fight. And there's been times, too, you know, there's been times where it's been rough. And, and rough just in terms of so many things going on in the world. I mean, Susie's life my own personal life, I mean, there's been some, we've hit some rough, <laughs> uh, to, to say rough patch would be saying it softly, I mean, we hit concrete fucking, you know, nine foot potholes, you know, and that's not in our relationship, right. like in our lives, but through that, it was like, dude, like, we're going to get through that, and we're going to be all the better for it, because that is part of the story, a big part of Susie and the Substitute is the empowerment. Um, a big part of her message is not being held down by these things, you know. Just like her mantra, you know, sixty three and metal as fuck can be, sixty nine and metal as fuck can be, eighty two and metal as fuck. Susie's thing is oh, about kind of overcoming. I
2: older than dirt and metal is fuck because I got tired of updating <laughs> every year.
3: <laughs> hey, well then we yeah. have an anniversary to celebrate every year, right? But yeah, you but know that-, that to me, I, I got Susie's story. And what became real important with the two of us is that, you know, I had my own, you know, very huge hurdles in my personal life to deal with that it was like now we're both really on the same page, you know. And and that's, that's another thing, too, because we're both feeling the heat of obstacles, you know, and we don't want to sit. And this is one thing I can say about Susie, you know, because I see it from within myself as well as that we don't want to sit in the hurdles and the obstacles. We want to look. At those obstacles is a way to empower people right and the way I see it is the only reason you should be looking down on someone is because you're reaching out an arm to pull them up and that's the message yes. in Susie's music it's not about sitting in the moment yeah man we had some shit happen you know but not to discount that but you can move forward in life and that's what it's about you know those moments don't like define you they refine you and that's the message That Susie has going on that's the message That I believe in as well so it really helps Propel a lot of that and so Yeah you know when you find someone that Gets you it's it's hard to get rid of them you know Susie can't get rid of me no matter how much you try. (laughs)
0: Absolutely
3: Absolutely (laughs) (laughs) So is everybody
1: (laughs) That's funny That's funny Well guys let's play the next track Um, We going
2: with Lies next Susie um,
1: I don't know what all you have, so sure. You've <laughs> got lies, breathe, and the best revenge. You take it. Mm, man,
3: can, can, I, can I get in the middle of that one, please? Sure. Absolutely. If you don't mind. I, I think we need to crank some breathe, because the world needs to breathe right now. I mean, it feels like everything is on fire, and I'm not a political person, and I have found myself immersed in just the the shape of the world right now. And so if there's a song that needs to like be like hello, breathe is the one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well here it is folks. Check this out. Susie and the substitutes,
1: this is breathe. Talk about melting your face off. That was Breeze, Susie and the Substitute. I love it, Susie. I love it. What
2: a track. What a track.
1: Amazing. Now
2: that that track has uh, Tony Franklin on bass, the um, anonymous drummer, who I can't name, but if I could, you would know who he was, and um, me and Norman. So, and the f- really funny thing... About this is I was looking at the music videos and everything before we talked, so I'd make sure I knew like who was in which video and all that kind of stuff. And the the band that is in the video, which was only a band in the video, is actually going to be my band at Crew Fest this year. So nice, <laughs> funny how nice. happened. <laughs>
1: See, it all works out. It all works out. So, yeah, I saw on your website, and folks, we have the link for Susie's website, SusieSubstitutes um, If you go there, you click under News and whatnot, and there's all these really cool articles and whatnot. Now, it says you were your book ever for And, and some process. radio shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're all on here. Um, so that's good news. That's good news. dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S.
0: Hey, rockers. This is Stacy
2: Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band... Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like
4: to listen to podcasts. Glittering Amethyst, Energizing Citrine, Colorful Fluorite, The Other Side of the Sun, Earth's Treasures Brought to Light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings, and use coupon code ROXX, That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light.
1: Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. She's uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle is just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh Michelle Albion dot com. M I C H E L E A L B I O N dot com. Michelle dot com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. You go you go out out west. Um, LA, a couple times
2: a year at least, right? Usually, but especially before the pandemic. It hasn't been quite as often since mm. then, but I, I still do make it at least once a year for the charity event, Crew Fest Hollywood, because I'm one of the people that organizes it. And last couple of years, I've, open, I've opened the show. My uh, one of my cohorts in that will tell you that you need to be careful what you say around me because he kept having trouble year after year getting somebody wanting to take the first slot, And he made mm. some kind of remark about, oh, I'll just give it to you. And I was like, hey, I don't care. all will the show. So for the nice. last several years, I've opened the show when I can get a band together and so I'll be opening it again this year and for me having to work the show it works better that way anyway that I'm I'm on first because I I can tell you that I've been on stage and I've expected somebody to come running up while we were doing our set going um we need you to come take care of something in the box office real quick (laughs)
0: So, so it's, far enough Susie, anyway, it's, but
1: I, it's I, always I more it's fun done. to go to the party than to put the party on, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> no, you got to put you to work. Oh, man. Yes. For those who don't know, Crew Fest uh, is at the whiskey a go Little little venue you might may have heard of. You know, now everybody's heard of Whiskey. And um, it happens in July, I believe, right? in July? Yeah,
2: this year. Yeah, this year it's July 29th. It's usually the last Saturday of July. Nice. Nice.
1: And this is our tw- anniversary. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. Well, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Um, man, And they have all – it's it's something to go to. I've never been to one, but I've seen a lot of videos and whatnot. I um, I don't know you, know. you know, end of July, maybe – We'll see what's going on. We'll see what's going on. Because I tell you, my wife just got back from Vegas, so that means I have a trip, you know, um, it's scheduled. I didn't go. I stayed home with the pup. So uh, I have a trip now, and uh, it's my turn. Maybe well, I can work something out. You
2: should out. come out. Yeah. Be-
1: it's a lot
2: of fun.
1: Oh, yeah, always, always. Um, very cool. Very, very cool. Hey, folks. And once again, I want to mention uh, today's episode is brought to, uh, to us all by the fine folks over at metalbabemayhem.com. www.metalbabemayhem.com. You can get all kinds of cool stuff over there. Very licensed merch, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and, you know, you've, we've all seen them. Uh, Allison and the gang there at all the festivals and whatnot. There's always a booth, and, uh, you know, just. And she does these live uh, shows, too, on Facebook and social, I think on Instagram as well, um, YouTube and whatnot, where, um, you know, they, it's like you're at the booth, even if you're, I don't know, in Australia. Yeah, I'm someplace.
2: actually wearing a Metal Babe shirt right now, and I heard nice. you talking about your, your Metal Babe bottle opener. I have a Skull um, Kleenex box holder I got it, Metal Bay. That's how cool cool is that? I want one of
1: those. Oh, that's awesome! That is awesome. They're they're really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. Now, the next single we're gonna play, we've got "Lies" and "The Best Revenge." Now, I have to ask before we pick what we want to be to play. These seem like uh, perhaps uh, biographical. With uh, somebody in mind with these tracks? Um, oh, yeah. Or are we going to take the fifth on that? Oh, no. we, we They're
2: both definitely biographical.
1: I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, the cool thing is that you can... I just lost you. Sorry about that, folks. I drove through a tunnel. No, I'm not driving. Um yeah, no, my I like <laughs> <laughs> Just for a sec. Just for a sec. Now I'm sitting here chatting away and I'm like, oh, look at that. My call's dropped. <laughs> um, <I heard> <laughs> what should we play next, Should we go with the best revenge or
2: lies? Um, let's
1: do lies. All right. Here it is, folks. This is Lies, Susie and the Substitute. That was live. live. What am I saying? Live. <laughs> I was lying. It wasn't great. It was live. What a track. What a track. I love it. Um, very, very cool. Now, you're doing the Crew Fest, we mentioned, and um, I want to let people know, too, and you're getting the band together. Are you, I mean, really, Susie? You want to, like, be dealing with promoters and venues and all that? She's itching for it, aren't you, Susie? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: i'm telling you that's the big
0: it is to, to me
1: you know it's so funny when you talk rock music i have all these friends you know you go to cocktail parties or whatnot or part get togethers, barbecues and people know about uh our podcast you know the podcast we do and and they're they're always talking you know everybody's always talking and they think they've come up with something clever usually and they're like, you know, stinking a rock and roll. What's with that Rolling Stones? They don't need the money. Why are they always still on tour? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, you're right. They don't need the money. They could buy you 80 times over. What they what they do need is that playing <laughs> live. Yep. That's a very powerful drug. And it's exactly. real easy to get hooked on that. And uh, and that's, in my opinion, and it's just an opinion. I think that's why a lot of musicians. Um, get into trouble with uh, different substances because they're trying to find that shortcut to that feeling, which yep. they, doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You know, um, you just got to yeah. go out and do it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I get it. I get it. And uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm so glad because when I go to see a band like you or whomever um you know, we're so entertained. We're so entertained, and I'm so jealous because you can't, you don't get that with art, you know what I mean? You don't, or visual art, I'm saying, um, painting.
2: Well, and for me, growing up in Mississippi, very few bands came to Mississippi because there weren't, I mean, even Elvis, who was from Mississippi, didn't play there until the end of his career because there weren't there were like, um, I, the one time he did play, he played. I think it was either three or four nights because they didn't have a venue large enough to hold all the people in Mississippi who wanted right. to see him. And my mom actually, she loved Elvis, and she she went to one of those shows. Cause she had always wanted nice. to get to- goodness. You got to see him. So, you know, That's fantastic. But, uh, and the same thing, you know, I got to see the Rolling Stones in, like, ninety four, ninety five, something like that.
0: Wow. For the first
2: time ever because, you know, they never came anywhere close that I could go to, you know. My parents weren't going to drive me to Atlanta from Mississippi to, right. to go to the <laughs> concert or to the Superdome or somewhere like that. So, you know, I, I – Got to see some of the bands I grew up on because they're still still out there touring. So that that's the great part about that is that.
1: Oh yeah. A lot of people. Oh yeah.
2: That never got a chance to see them get another, another opportunity.
1: Well, I'm telling you, man. My wife, she just went went to Vegas. There was a big festival there. I don't know. They had fifty or sixty bands playing in one day. You know, one of those type of deals. And her and her girlfriends all, you know, they uh, she had never been to Las Vegas before, and she just had a ball. They loved it. She's like, oh, it was hot. It spent I love $60 that.
2: on bottled water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's well, Las Vegas.
1: Stuff.
2: Well, being from Houston, <laughs> but, I, I, I don't mind Las Vegas heat because it's dry. Because yeah, she loved it. Peter She's like, my hair looks beautiful. The You know, <laughs> A hundred degrees with no humidity is way better than a hundred degrees with ninety-eight percent humidity, and it's right. not raining. Exactly. It's you know, it's like living in fauna. and I oh, don't understand you. why we have so many outdoor concert venues. Because I've been to festivals when it was the heat index was a hundred and twenty, and you're outside at a festival. I'm like.
0: One oh, yeah. person
2: thought this was a good idea? And they just keep building more outdoor venues. I'm like, even the sports yeah. teams don't play outdoors. They all play indoors. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it's so true. It is so true. I won, a couple years ago, I won some, uh, they were having one of these festivals. It was all these 80s, like, culture club and the romantics and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, they had, like, I don't know, 15, 20 of these bands 10, Maybe 10, I can't remember I can't remember because it was so hot It melted my brain um, yeah. But anyway, I won these off the radio uh, The radio station I listened to where They're like, hey, call or something So I said, yeah, I'll give it a try And I called in and I won, couldn't believe it Couldn't believe it And my wife was real happy because um, She liked some of these bands And they, honestly, these none of these bands Were bands I would go out and spend money On the tickets, uh, they just weren't I'd go see somebody else weren't my particular cup of tea but that's okay because you know I'm a good husband and we went and I'll never forget um, we, it was like we'd been there a while and there was, it was just packed there was nowhere to sit there was not, it was just you know like it was outside and it's packed like that and it's South Florida and it's hot and I looked at my wife and I'm like now which did you want to see who broke it she goes I want to see Boy George from Culture Club and I said what time does he go on she goes, 11? <laughs> I looked at my watch, and it was 7.15. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. No. Yeah, no, we stayed. We stayed. I smiled a lot that night. <laughs> like, oh, my yeah. God. I've done plenty
2: of
1: those. Oh, yeah. It was It was crazy. Oh, man, but it was, uh, it was fun time, you know, good memories. But... And that's what I was going to say with uh, rock shows. Folks, if you're around for the Crew Fest or any of the, any of these shows, uh, you know, definitely go see them. There's nothing better than a rock show. I'm telling you, there's nothing better. Okay. And, and I've seen all kinds of shows, you know. They're just, yeah, uh, they'll stand out in your memory.
2: I, I will tell you, if you're going to a festival and they have a VIP, pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so true it's so
1: true. Oh, my gosh. It I tell, so now you. It. I don't know if you knew that, Susie, but I used to, when I was in Southern California, I was, I'm what I call now, I say I'm a retired club rat. I used to go out a lot because that's where the people that bought my art, they all hung out. They all went out. Yeah. So that's why I went out all the time. And I was, you know, young and wolfing around, single. And but I used to go out three or four times a week, minimum, you know. And my, it's funny now because my, uh, my old friends, they're like, well, you live in South Florida. What are you, you're going to all the nightclubs in Miami and everything, right? It's got to be crazy. And I'm like, no, I never go out. <laughs> and they're like, what? Why not? And I tell them, and Susie will get that you'll love this. I said, it's too expensive. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, because i got to get VIP. And they're like, what? Why? Because you're a big shot or something? I said no. Because I like to sit down. I'm old. I don't want to stand all night.
2: And and like they they had a thing here for some insane reason. Somebody thought that having an outdoor festival in on um, Labor Day weekend was a good idea. <laughs> it's the hottest part of the year, and. Oh my <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got you in an air-conditioned tent, and the main stage was viewable from the door of the air-conditioned tent, and I think, uh, I, sat seat, I, think I sat in my seat twice, and the rest of the time, I was in the air-conditioning, or I was walking to a side stage or something that was like... Absolutely. No, it's
1: like a little in turtle in
2: that tent. <laughs> Having air conditioning in the nicer bathroom is worth every penny.
1: <laughs> mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, and I went to I
2: went to a, let's, let's... Went to a thing in Vegas a few years ago, and yeah, we had the we had the covered oh. reserved seating at at that too, and it was it was outdoors. But, and yeah, you have like, to. Unlike have the side to. stage. <laughs> They had a roped off area for us because you couldn't even get, for some insane reason, they had Judas Priest on the side stage. And so. <laughs> Rob if, Alford's and all that if, leather and I,
1: everything. Oh, man. And, you know, <laughs> if we
2: and hadn't been in the roped off area, we would have been nowhere, anywhere close enough to even hear them, but let's see
1: them. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. There
1: was this and that's with people. Oh, man. I'm telling you, the heat affects things. And, and folks, it's, it's funny. You know, we're talking about South Florida and Houston and places where it, it's hot. It's hot the majority of the year and high humidity. And it's interesting when you go to those places, you never see any dock kids. <laughs> never. Maybe at night, maybe at clubs, but it's very rare <laughs> to see any because they'll melt. It's too yep. hot. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no. Although you'll see people sometimes <laughs> at concerts, and I'm like, How are you? You're going to have heat
1: stroke. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're Wearing what? all that plastic, that pleather oh, or
2: whatever they call it the PVC. or plastic oh. and stuff. Yeah, like, you're crazy. Uh-huh. Cause I don't know about you, but here, when the sun goes down, the humidity goes up. So you don't have the same sun thing on here anymore. But it's not any cooler. No, no, you know, it's and it's the like, weirdest Daddy. thing.
0: When you go anywhere LA, else, like L.A. or anywhere,
1: cool. when it rains, you're like, ah, it rains. It's going to cool things down. Not here. No, it's oh, like being oh, in a sauna and putting that water on the rocks. It just makes it yep. worse. You know, it's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but we're lucky where we live is we live on the coast, and so we get pretty good breeze off the ocean. But it ain't, it yeah, ain't air sure. conditioning, you know, it ain't, but if you go, it's weird. If you go in, like, uh, if, if we go east, or not, I'm sorry, west, Um, even a mile or two, I mean, it's like a 10-degree difference, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, because like, we live, like, God?
2: two hours from the coast, you know, where the party and that I'm at. So, yeah, we don't get those freezes.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, oh, no, it's. No, nah, but, you know, it's, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, you know, there's some areas, though, of Texas. I love I love Galveston. Oh, I did. Last time I went to Galveston, yeah. I'm like, what happened? It's too crap. I mean, it is like, I feel like it's kind of someplace. Right yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, well, since we got one track to go here. We've got the best revenge. Yeah. I like this yes. track, and I like the title of the track. <laughs> Let's play it. Here it is, folks. Here's a track specifically for all the people out there um who thought Susie couldn't do it. And me too. This track is just for you. It's called The Best Revenge because you know Well
2: it is for anybody that old think they could <laughs>
1: do it. That's right. That's right. Here it is. Revenge, Susie and the Substitutes, ladies and gentlemen. What a track! What a track! Susie, I love it. I love it. Now, you were telling me uh, when we were off mic that this is a remake. You had done this once before, and you decided to go back and do it the way you wanted it. That's fantastic.
2: I the first EP, and there was a lot of things that went wrong. <laughs> that that was the 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 seven years of me working with all the wrong people. And well, the last, actually, I wrote, I wrote this song because I thought that I was finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And of course, it was the story of the light at the end of the tunnel was the train coming to run over me. Because right. instead of giving me the, the um, finished, mastered, Songs, I got a blank CD,
0: oh. and
2: I still, to this day, do not know what happened to oh, all my. the songs, but they are gone. And so I, that's actually how I started going to Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp was that I got <laughs> a message. It
1: just disappear?
2: That, oh. And I, they were going to have a songwriter's thing, and they were going to critique your songs. And I said, okay, is the universe trying to tell me that I should stop doing this because everything just keeps going wrong? And I, mm. you know, am I – should I keep banging my head on this brick wall like it says in the song, or should I just call it quit? So I said, okay. No they're going to have a rock star who was my dear friend and mentor, Joe Vitale. Now I didn't know him at the time and played my stuff for, you know, I scraped together some rough mixes that I had, of the, I had, and mm-hmm. he's like, no, these are great. You should keep going. So some of the stuff, cause we recorded that EP and my house. And so mm. originally, versions of the songs with the last group of people was um, was, rec- was supposed to be re- being recorded on my computer. Unfortunately, mm. what happened was somewhere along the line, he started doing it all on the external hard drive that he was taking back with him. And so all those mm. later takes were gone. But I was able to take this over and, have the amazing Dave Coronado helped me salvage everything that we could salvage. And I just released it. I'm like, I'm done with it. Cause some of these songs had six versions because I kept starting mm. over every time I moved to a different producer because I didn't want them to come back and say, Oh, you owe me money because I was a part of that song. So, I would start from scratch every time. And it was like, I, I, we got that. I like, I, I said earlier with the thing with Norman is you know, I got it mixed, mastered and released. And then I took about a year off. I was just like, I am just post. And then right. I started thinking about, okay, I want to get, I'm, I'm kind of over all of the trauma now and I want to get back into this. And that's when I reached out to Norman and my friend Mikey and was like, you know, who do you guys recommend that I work with that's somebody that's good. And what's the other cool thing about this particular song is because I do have some of the original tracks, all the backing vocals are the guys because they have, even though the guy that was doing it, Messed me up. The guys who were there supporting me, their voices are on this. I made sure that they oh, got cool. me on the, the new, the new version of the song, because they they were always there. They tried to get the hard drive back for me, and he the guy finally admitted that there was nothing on it. So, but it, it oh man,
1: well so I. I was happy
2: that I was able to keep them on there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I hate lessons like that. Oh, my God, they just suck before you bend me over, man. And uh, I got to tell you, and it's, it's weird because, you know, it happens, Susie. Stuff like that happens, and... I tell you, I'm, like I said, I'm an old man. I'm like, I'm supposed to be over this stuff, been through it. I should see this stuff coming from a mile away. Um, And you don't. (laughs) You don't always.
2: No, because the the person that I was working with was somebody I'd known for a long time. I knew his whole family. He stayed at my house. I've actually done his laundry. Oh, my
0: gosh.
2: and well, you know, the thing to, is, to totally get screwed over like royally that, with not what I was yeah. expecting.
1: <laughs> no, no. And usually it's for a piddly amount of money, you know, uh, nothing big. You know, nobody's ever ripped me off for 50 grand or anything. Well, there was the one that's yeah. a whole other show. But, um, you know, it's usually for a little bit of money. And I'm like, and I tell you, that's what hurts even more is you're like, really you messed me over for that you've ruined a friendship yep. you know and I'm I'm a pretty good person to have in your corner um you know for that and you know it's just I I always I've learned to look at it I'm glad it wasn't for more <laughs> you know yep. that was a thousand dollar lesson I'm glad it wasn't too <laughs> you know That's all you can do yeah oh man yeah yeah so it's uh it's crazy, it's crazy hey, I forgot to mention, and i want to mention so people know all the tracks we played these are all out people can buy these right they're all wherever you buy yeah. uh music net wherever these are all there
2: wherever you can stream them on I don't know fifty or sixty sites you can download them on nice. apple music Amazon, all those things. Where I'm on Spotify, and as I mentioned earlier, everything is now under Susie and the Substitute, so you don't have to follow me on three different channels on Spotify anymore. And I even have a playlist that has my entire, um, you know, all of the songs on it, so you can stream the whole thing. and they're on my YouTube channel. All the music videos that the amazing Paul Gervasi has, has done for the songs, and uh, yeah, absolutely,
1: links
2: absolutely. Links, are so
1: well. That's very, very cool. I love it. I love the new direction. I love the new work, and it, as always, it's uh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, you know, but I don't know, Susie. I always liked uh, all your music. You know, all your music. I've I've always been a big fan. So, yeah, I think you just rock. And you, like I said, you're one of my favorite people. And hey, big shout out to Norman for calling in and everything. Really nice hearing from him and catching up a little bit there. Very very cool. Yeah. And Susie, you are so good at what you do. If you ever wake up one morning and you're like, I don't feel like doing it today. Just push that thought out of your head because there's a cat in South Florida that thinks you're really good. And oh, a okay, lot of so other people okay. do too. I agree. Hey, and folks, before we wrap things up, another big shout out to metalbaymayhem.com. They are the best. Go check them out. We have a link up to them as well. All you got to do is click on it. Hey, and the other thing, uh, folks, we're getting ready to uh, wrap things up here, but when we do, we convert this to a podcast. We put That's when we put in the commercials and all that, unless you're a VIP member, then you get to hear the whole show uh, ad-free anytime you want to, um, or download it, or do whatever you want to with it. Um, but all these links we we're talking about, Metal Babe, May, all these, all Susie and the Substitute links and everything, those stay active. So if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify in the future, or Pandora, or somewhere wherever you listen to the podcast, Hello from the Past, we really appreciate you listening. Click on those links because those are all active there, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty cool. Well, so and folks, thank just going to so wrap
2: it up. That. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And thanks for Why, thanks for having me back. I love coming on your show.
0: Anytime, always fun.
1: Susie. Any time you rock, you're cool. Turned up to ten, man. Well, I'm, telling you.
0: You, you I'm telling you, and you, you rock. turned up to twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We've got a uh, very cool guest on tomorrow, um, Fletcher Wolf. She's uh, the director of photography for the brand-new movie coming out. I think it drops June 2nd. Um, SMA, My Love. It's a very cool uh, kind of – it's kind of an artsy film. It's kind of an artsy uh, psychological thriller. They, they haven't listed as horror, but – yeah, supernatural thriller, I would say. Um, it's it's cool, it's cool, and part of this is the, the photography in it. The, the whole vibe is amazing, and she uh, she's responsible for that, and it's it's just fantastic. So it's going to be great talking to her. Tune in tomorrow for that, and um, we've got all kinds of shows scheduled up. You can always go and see what's coming up on my website, um, uh, poproxradio. dot and uh, and see everybody that's coming and. Watch videos and links and all that kind of stuff. We will see you next time, everybody. Thank you so much, Miss Susie Wilson. You rock. Susie and substitutes, oh, thank everybody. You.
0: And you,
2: you rock too. Thank
1: you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you next time.
4: This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks radio talk show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rock. recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited For broadcast on Block Talk Radio Pana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks, the Pop Rocks Radio Manténganse al tanto
1: Hey, the Harry Hicks from och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio Med Jamie Rocks
0: Block Talk Radio